0: Welcome back to the Ion College Basketball Podcast and our YouTube channel. We are here on Selection Sunday with committee chair Tom Burnett. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get right to it. My first question for you is, what team, no matter if it was in or out or on a seed line, what was the hardest decision, the tightest decision of any that the committee had to grapple with?
1: You you know, Matt, I I would say that probably toward the end, we had a number of teams that were on our under-consideration list that, that were also playing late into the conference tournament. So, It really slowed down the process to some degree. We had to go really late last night, obviously watching Virginia Tech, watching teams like uh, Texas A&M, Iowa today, certainly kept uh, the attention of the committee. So, you know, again, the the process is built to do that. It's just that we we may have been a little bit later uh, in in completing our work than we might normally be in a given year. But, uh, you know, uh, it's good to have tough decisions, that's for sure.
0: You mentioned Virginia Tech real quick. I was at that game. Did the Hokies need to win that game to ensure they made the tournament? Would they have been out if they had lost to Duke?
1: Well, you know, the the, the, the reality of it is, is you know, again, we stopped our work and really wanted to watch that game uh, finish up. And in the end, we never really had to ask that question of the committee because, you know, Virginia Tech obviously won the AQ. Thus, we kind of moved on to other business uh, that had been settled for us. So we, we just never got to that moment.
0: Okay. Um, Dayton just misses out because you had Richmond, uh, get an automatic qualifier there. Rutgers is also in those teams have somewhat similar resumes in terms of very high highs and some glaring lows. Um, why Rutgers in, but you know, but a few spots ahead of Dayton. And can you speak to the variety of resumes and was there a lot of disagreement because you had a lot of teams that missed this cut line, Tom, that had different attributes that were positive versus ones that wound up making it into the field.
1: Well, 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 The committee can have a, a lot of uh, disagreements. Certainly, they're all very collegial and, and professional, but certainly some differing opinions. Uh, and we bring all of us bring a different perspective in from our conference monitoring reports. You know, certainly Rutgers is a team with with a lot of quality wins. You know, we talk about the quad one wins. Certainly, Rutgers has that. Certainly, like any team, no one's perfect. They have some blemishes and such. So th- th- there's teams like that that uh, certainly. You know are going to be in and some that are going to be out and that's just kind of a normal operating practice but you know all of these teams you know kept us very uh busy certainly down the stretch here and you know that, that's certainly a good problem for the committee to have and i was very pleased that we were able to work through uh, what we did and certainly you know we'll leave some of the arguments um you know on, on who should have been in who should not be in um uh, to the others Uh, For those who are seeing
0: that Rutgers made the field is the lesson to be learned here. That is, if you get enough high end wins, it offsets really, really bad losses. Cause clearly Rutgers had worse losses and more of them than any other team that was considered for the cut line or near it.
1: Yeah. I I don't know that it completely offsets it. It's it's again, Matt, as you know, we, we use the term entire body of work and we're very serious about that. It starts in November. You know, you, you mentioned a team like Dayton Dayton was a very young team this year. They, They stumbled early. They had some quad four losses. But then they also beat Kansas, they beat Miami, they beat a very good Belmont team. So there's a balance in there that each individual committee member needs to to find. And, you know, that that's ultimately in the mix of everything we do as a committee.
0: When you look at Tennessee, that's going to be the team that makes a lot of noise in terms of where it's not seeded, and that's on the two line. Uh, Tom, I'd say there's no defense at at not putting the Vols uh, as a number two seed. In fact, if you really wanted to make an argument, I think you could even push as high as for Tennessee to be the highest ranked two, whereas Duke to remain on the two line is baffling. So two-part question, uh, why is Tennessee a three and two? uh, Is it not fair to say that the the conference championship games that happen on Sunday – uh, really don't have much of an impact because A&M wasn't even the first team out. Tennessee wins its conference championship, and yet that's not reflected in the nature of where it landed uh, from a seed perspective.
1: Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, we, we can't just look at Tennessee in a vacuum. We're looking at everything around them. We're looking at Wisconsin, who we had on the seed just above them. You know, Wisconsin has had a very uh, fine season, certainly, and a lot of quad one wins. They've shared uh, a championship this year. So that factors into, again, what the uh, 12 committee members think uh, independently. And and certainly, you know, there's probably some disagreement in our room as well. But when when the votes are tabulated and such, uh, we had Tennessee kind of where you saw them. And, you know, uh, with all due respect, they're a fantastic team and we expect them to uh, be very successful in the weeks ahead.
0: And so what you're saying here, I want to be clear for our listeners and viewers, though, so there could have very you've got 12 committee members and there could have very well been a scenario that played out here where five people thought Tennessee absolutely should be on the two line. They voted for him and they might have been outvoted by, say, seven people who saw Tennessee as a three. Is it conceivable that kind of situation would have played out here?
1: Well, certainly, I, I, because the balloting is secret, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we get into the scrubbing conversation, it's a more public uh, uh, open conversation so it's it's hard for me to make a determination what might be on someone else's ballot or when they come in certainly I have some thoughts and, and such and I think the committee too um, you know uh, you know has to take auburn and Kentucky into account when they review the SEC teams and such and you know perhaps uh, you know that came into play as well on some of the ballots
0: and with Tennessee specifically you compared them against a team like Wisconsin I mean Tennessee's a team that all of its losses there were seven of them that they were all in quad one and they had 11 Wisconsin didn't rate nearly as well in the metrics it had nine quad one losses it had two quad twos and two quad threes so can you take us into the committee room before I let you go here and explain how those discussions play out are people in the room actually you know lobbying for say a Tennessee over Wisconsin and specifically pointing out those things and it just becomes a matter of voting again and voting again and that's how you scrub it
1: Well, I think there is a repetition to the voting. I don't know that I would uh, call it lobbying or or what. I think the uh, committee members all have great questions of those that are monitoring, and certainly we're spending a lot of time with the the committee member that monitors the SEC, the committee member that monitors the Big Ten. So again, it's it's a a lot of opinions, obviously, uh, that, that can lead to a lot of disagreement and such. But uh, that's just been part uh, of of what this process is. And, uh, you know, Tennessee's a fine team. Wisconsin's a fine team. We look forward to them sorting it out uh, over the next few weeks.
0: Tom, it's tight. This is an all-time memorable Selection Sunday for a variety of reasons. But I want to thank you for taking a quick few minutes answering these questions. We appreciate your time. And uh, congrats on five years on the committee. Thank you so much.
1: Great. Thank you, Matt.